Hi everyone, my name is Yarrow and you're listening to the Embody Business Podcast. I'm coming to you from my sofa on a Friday afternoon with fairy lights. It's Embolt time in the Northern Hemisphere and I'm really excited to talk about the idea of making space for changing interests and identities in your business. I don't have many um, announcements, I don't think, no. We just started the Business Foundations Live course last week. It's really, really cool. I think it's a beautiful group of people that has come together. In April, my marketing immersion is coming up. It's a week-long program where um, we have four workshops from Monday to Thursday and then a big celebration on Sunday. I know marketing is... Uh, just bringing up a lot of stuff for people totally understandably and my hope is that by having this immersion and really confronting our demons and putting some things in place we can walk away from that feeling a bit uplifted and maybe clearer and lighter and just ready to go with whatever we want to create so please consider joining me um web design wise i'm currently booking for may and june so if you're interested please reach out um, and that's it. I'm gonna go into my episode now. So, all right. Um, I think in business, you often find the advice that it's good to become a go-to person for a really specific thing and to niche down. And in many ways, I agree with that because there's many benefits to kind of having an area that you're really passionate about, that you're committed for years to come that you just can't get enough of. I think that your enthusiasm comes through in how you share about it. And if it's already a big part of your life and you want to make it your livelihood, then um, you know that could be really beautifully integrated. But <laughs> there can be problems, nervousness, concerns when our interests change or we change as people to a point where our identities shift in some way. And so identities, of course, can be many different things. Some we have for life, others we maybe try on or feel really excited about for a while and then let go of, or some we really have to earn. Um, often that's an internal process. I think of myself as calling myself an artist. That was a long journey. <laughs> but, but anyway, you see what I mean. There are changing identities as we go through our lives. And in a world where we're really invited to be you know, handing out these like bite-sized um, little taglines or give elevator pitches. It can be really hard to choose a label or a direction or a niche and feel confident about our ability to stick with that for a long time because, you know, we're human and things can change. When I think about my own business journey and what has changed and how that felt, um, I can name that it's either been circumstances, changing interests or changing abilities that have brought about the bigger changes in my work. So I'll give you some examples. In my early 20s, I was teaching local classes in Brighton for about two years and I really enjoyed that. But I moved back to Germany, to Berlin, and I didn't know if I was going to be there long term. I had a sublet. And I was kind of open to different places and ideas. And so I stopped teaching locally because I knew, you know, it takes time to build momentum. And if you're not in a place long enough, that can make it really hard. 
Um, another example would be that I was assaulted in 2017 and following that I first took a break and then for two years I taught um, something I called embodied magic at the time which was Patreon based and every month I was creating these little ritual kits with practices like tarot spreads and movement um, and meditations and that was really, really great for me because it allowed me this two-year container to think about what had happened, how it changed me, what I learned, what I wanted, where my anger went, all these important things. And I got to share that with people in a way that felt meaningful to me and that really helped me recover in some ways. And then after two years, I just felt really complete and I didn't feel like creating that new content every month anymore. It didn't feel inspiring, so I shifted. Again, I took a break at first and then I shifted to um, offering creative space sessions, which were kind of open drop-in spaces for creative practice. And that's really what I wanted at the time. Um, I think I began those in 2020. I knew I wanted to regularly show up with people to sit down <laughs> and be creative um, without a really specific outcome in mind. I didn't want to, you know, like teach a painting class or... Uh, be in a quilt making program I wanted it to be really open and playful because that's what I had capacity for in 2020. Um, one last example after my accident at the end of 2020 I realized that I just didn't have capacity for one-on-one -on -one mentoring anymore that was something that I had offered that year and really enjoyed in a lot of ways I offered longer term uh, containers so people could have anything between like six and nine sessions with me I think and so that meant that I had to continuously make space for that in my calendar um, I had to keep notes for my clients and it just felt too much I couldn't honor those commitments anymore and I was teaching a lot of evening classes and then in the day I would often work on web design projects and mentoring was just the thing that was too much, basically, so I let it go. Um, but there's also changes that were kind of less circumstantial or based on experiences and more just coming out of interests that changed for me. So in 2020, another thing I learned, for example, that I really wanted to balance all the screen-based work that I was doing with spending more time using my hands. I got really into printmaking, I took a bunch of classes online and I started offering these handmade uh, lino block prints which I really loved and it was a totally you know different thing in my business that I'd never done before. I'd never sold physical goods so there was a lot of uh, stuff to consider around having stock and um, shipping things and you know how to package stuff and it was really exciting for me to figure those things out. It hasn't become a major focus of my life or my work. I'm still offering those. I'm still making prints all the time. But I haven't, you know, in the last two years made it kind of um, my entire focus to really build that up. And that feels good for me because it means that it stays kind of playful. I make prints when I feel like it. I ship them when people buy them. And that's that's kind of it. Um. So I'll also say that I've often been someone or sometimes I've been someone who was worried about being a quitter. I quit quite a few jobs in my 20s and at the time I felt really bad about that but I think looking back with more self-compassion I, I can see that I just didn't know myself. I didn't understand that I was just not suited to work 
in a really busy open plan office in a job that wasn't really well defined in terms of its responsibilities I was really young and pretty inexperienced and I didn't have much support in kind of choosing my career path so yeah I feel different about that now but I think that can echo in our being right this idea that we're quitters and I want to remind myself that I have been you know offering web design for eight years now I really still love it and I made a dozens if not a few hundred websites that I feel good about and I feel really committed to that practice and I, it brings me joy to think about the difference that that's made for people in their livelihoods to have a professional websites. So that's kind of where I'm coming from with these things and when I hear that it is good to niche down, it's good to stand for something really specific, I can also see that there are really practical reasons for that making a lot of sense. For example, if you create long-form content and you update your website or optimize it for SEO, for search engine optimization, that is a pretty long game. So let's say, for example, you're a herbalist and you're writing about different plants, you're creating these beautiful plant profiles and you're coming up with keywords that you want to target that are really specific to your niche. That is something that makes sense if you're very invested in that area for many years to come because people ideally will in the future still come across this um, content and if that's connected to what you're offering then that's a really beautiful and organic way to build your audience and share about things that you care about. I think it also has really useful elements if we're thinking about word of mouth. So I know that many people have come to think of me as a web design person, a web designer, and they recommend me because they have this really clear picture in their mind of what I can do for them or the people that they know. It's not that ambiguous, even though I have offered different things and, um, you know, ha have offered different kinds of classes and I have another podcast, they do know that they can send people to me for web design and that's pretty straightforward. Um, most of my clients at this point come through word of mouth, which I'm so grateful for and, and really um, proud of in a way because, yeah, I just love working with people I already have some kind of connection to that feels really good. Um, and so, yeah, there, there are real you know, benefits to it in that way. I'll also say that um, sometimes when people have had a niche that's always been really clear to them, I almost feel a little bit jealous. I mean, not all the time is not a massive deal, but it is true and I want to admit that. For example, when I was in high school in Germany, um, I had a few people in my year who were right from the beginning super committed to a really specific subject that they wanted to study at university. And the way it works in Germany is if you apply to a very competitive subject, um, you have to kind of take any university that the central um, kind of office that, that that gives out university places will send you to. So if you want to do medicine or law, for example, you can say you have three preferences for different universities in the country, but <clears throat> unless you have extremely good grades, you will just have to go wherever they send you. And that seemed so... Um, wild to me that people were so committed to a particular subject that they would be willing to take that risk 
Um, some people also waited many years. So if you don't have the right grades, you can say that you're willing to wait. And then each year you're waiting, um, you have a higher chance of getting a spot. So people, you know, sometimes would wait four or five years and, and um, you know, their friends would graduate at that point, but they were just uh, starting out because they really wanted to do that particular thing. And now, obviously, I can't tell you if these people became really happy doing that. I can't tell you if, it, if they're still in those jobs that they really wanted to train for, but it just struck me as interesting at the time. And I felt, or I wondered kind of, if something was wrong with me that I didn't have that clarity at 18. I don't feel that way anymore at all. I'm really glad I didn't, you know, throw my whole life into in this one basket in a way. Um, um, but yeah, I also understand why I felt that way at the time. Another example is that um, there is a podcast that started, I think, in the same year as I started my first podcast, Creative Nature or Daydreaming Wolves, it was called at the time. And that podcast is extremely um, specific. It is um, very niche and very beautiful and really well-researched. And it has um, a few hundred episodes at this point that are all about the same subject. And that podcast, uh, which I know because the host has shared it, has had millions of listens at this stage. It has thousands of reviews and... Um, there's a huge community supporting the work of the host and if I'm totally honest there is a part of me that wonders you know if I had made that commitment um, back in 2016 would I be in that place right now and how would that feel but while that's attractive and you know cool on paper I do know that I am someone who really loves exploring different things I'm super grateful for the community I have around my work. I think that it has a great size. <laughs> you know, I, I don't actually often feel that I need to compare those numbers necessarily. And I really value all these different conversations I had with people on the podcast. I've covered so many different areas with so many different people. And I think I learned something from each of those um, conversations. And I really wouldn't want to miss that. And I think this flexibility and the freedom and the playfulness is almost like a gift I gave myself. Um, maybe not just myself, maybe also my younger self in some ways where I felt a lot of responsibility quite young in my life. I started working when I was 11. Um, I was always, you know, really concerned about money and making ends meet. And so this playfulness and expansion and like trying things out was something I really value and treasure and you know that's not going to go away and I feel I have built a body of work in that way that maybe isn't super defined or extremely niche but it is meaningful to me and that's what matters right oh um a few more practical things I wanted to touch on just to give you some more food for thought here um, I think sometimes we also underestimate how willing our communities are to come along as we explore different things. So maybe you've been talking about herbalism for many years and now you're getting into garden design and you're worried that that new kind of avenue within your work will put people off. I think sometimes that's unfounded. Sometimes people are just excited that we have some discovered something that we're excited about and they want to know about that too. That might not be always the case, but it is definitely the case sometimes. 
Another interesting aspect as, as you think about how much spaciousness do you need in your work right now is also choosing a business name, of course. If you uh, choose a business name that kind of describes a very specific thing that you do, let's say Yarrow Web Design, then that is kind of boxing you in a little bit. It makes it very simple for people to understand what you do, but it can be tricky to bring other things in. Um, that is why I sometimes recommend that people start out with their own name and just go from there or choose something that can encompass different things. So my business, for example, is now called Pink Well Studio. I love a well. I love water. I love pink. I love that it sounds a bit gay. It's just a great name. And it makes sense that within that, under that umbrella, I offer web design and classes and group programs and used to offer mentoring and it just all really fits under that name so that is something important to consider I think I would also offer you the idea that you will always have unfollows or unsubscribes and that doesn't necessarily mean that people are getting bored with what you're sharing or that they are confused about what you do I get unsubscribes with literally every single newsletter that I send and I'm really trying to just not pay attention to that because Firstly, it's a great sign because it means my newsletter is big enough for there to always be people who are choosing to opt out. And secondly, they could have so many different reasons for opting out. I know I opt out of things all the time. And sometimes I return to that person's work. I just allow myself kind of the spaciousness to come in and out of different things that interest me. And that's fine. So I wonder if you find yourself in any of my own reflections about, you know, how my interests have changed and how that changed my business and, you know, the small jealousies and uncertainties. And uh, if you were now at a place where you're wondering, you know, how much spaciousness should I give myself or how much should I niche and really commit to a super specific thing, Uh, firstly, I will say, I'm sorry, I can't tell you that, <laughs> but I'm offering you some questions to ask yourself that I hope will help you find your own answer, because of course it really depends on so many different things. And a big part of that is where you're at in your business right now. So here are the questions I would offer you. Firstly, what's happening in your body when you think about the commitment you might make? So if you're just starting out right now or you're about to refine what you offer or you're committing to a big thing, how's that feeling in your body? If you're nervous, where is that nervousness living? And what might it have to teach you? Maybe it's a, an excited kind of nervousness because you're touching on something that's really dear to your heart and actually the idea of really diving in for years to come is so big and beautiful and that's nerve-wracking. Or maybe... It is just a little bit too soon or too big a commitment to make right now. My next question is, in what other ways can you give yourself freedom to play? So if you know someone, if you know that you are someone who has a lot of different creative interests and you like to focus on them, but also kind of move in and out of them, maybe that's not necessarily something you need in your work right now maybe it still makes sense for you to commit to a specific thing for those practical reasons we talked about but maybe there's another way in which you can offer yourself that spaciousness in your life because your life isn't just your business right so maybe it's taking pottery classes or um you know i don't know <laughs> i don't know what it might be or learning a new language but 
maybe you know there's wiggle room in other ways that you can offer yourself my next question is how much capacity do you have for sharing your work and i ask this because it is a little bit easier in some ways to uh, market your work build community share about it when you are pretty specific about what you're offering and pretty committed to your subject because like i said it means you can create long-form content it means you can be a podcast guest to talk about your topic it means that you are becoming someone that people recommend for this specific thing and that can be really helpful um but if you if you're just not sure right now yet don't let that stop you from starting a newsletter or um, building a website or starting a podcast sometimes you need the experience and the, and the place and space to play to figure it out and it doesn't make sense to wait until you think you have the perfect answer because that moment is just never going to come I would also like to recommend to you the two list exercise, which I talk about some more in episode 37. And it basically helps you understand kind of what the potential projects are that you could be focusing on right now. And then it helps you to identify what needs you have from your work in this moment. And then you can figure out which of those potential projects will meet those needs. And if a top need for you right now is playfulness and freedom to explore, then you have your answer there. So check episode 37 out. Another question I think that can be helpful to ask yourself is what would best serve your neurotype? Because we all learn and work in different ways and we're all stimulated in different ways. Some of us need variety. Some of us really benefit from deep focus and a lot of structure and accountability. And so... You know, I think actually so many parts or so many aspects of doing well in your livelihood or, or being successful in your own way to your own understanding have to do with self-awareness. And so this is, I think, a really important piece here. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope that you maybe were able to reflect on where you're at right now. Are you happy being someone that people recommend for one particular thing? Is there maybe a new identity or a new way of being in the world that really speaks to you right now that you want to explore and give yourself some space for? Or is this a time where you have been giving yourself a lot of that in the last few years and you're now ready to commit to a really specific thing and share that with the world with a lot of depth and focus? So yeah, thank you so much for listening. This has been fun to record and I'm wishing you a lot of joy and clarity this year.